Welcome, bienvenue to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is a show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Rentz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we're developing that help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. I think we've waited long enough westworld have we really waited long enough i mean you want to go another episode well i think you know both episodes have you want to talk you want to talk about this i, I know do it. i do both episodes have changed the calculus completely <laughs> from the from the previous episode and from the yes. previous season i didn't actually read up on any of the theories so which is the biggest one that you think was dispelled uh it was the time it was the timeline that well tons of spoilers it was they were wondering what timeline Dolores was in when they see her in the real world. Oh. Oh, you mean in the, when they were looking at the sneak preview? Yeah. All right. K's versus uh, Hits. Did you see, have you seen uh, this information? I, I love this figure. I love this figure. It's a plot of by season, Hits, K's, Walks, Home Runs. And the Home Runs is like this slow burn increase walks kind of bounces around k's is going up going up going up climbing spikes after 2010 yeah and in this year the thing that the thing that we were supposed to note in this that you shared is that it's the first time that there were more strikeouts in a month april than hits yeah that is crazy it's it's insane I mean, we'll have to see next month if somehow this dives back the other direction, but there's a clear this, trend. I mean, if this holds, it breaks a lot of the analysis that we're going to talk about in the rest of the pod. <laughs> oh, perfect. Perfect. But it, this does continue the conversation from last week about K's hits and, and walks being super important to to win yeah i think right so you're right that it's about to break the stuff that we're going to talk about but it it bolsters our conversation from last week where now it's even more obvious if a pitcher can control strikeouts that they're going to be even more dominant let's dive over to some random hitters doing i love this great segment um (laughs) (laughs) today on random hitters doing well uh, these are, I picked out four players that were uh, top 30 fantasy players that were not on the preseason radar to be top 100 players. We've got Didi, Ozzy, Baez, and Lowry. So I, I take slight issue with the inclusion of Ozzy on here because he's always been a touted prospect like for a long time. Mm-hmm. So... You know, the idea of when he takes the leap to to sort of realize that value is up in the air. But the other guys... That's fair. I, th- I think, yeah, of, of these, Ozzy was the closest one to a blue chipper on this. Um, I, and a lot of the question would have been around his playing time for the season. And was he going to make it this right. year? Agreed. Uh, or was he going to Reese Hoskins? Who? Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> which, if so if you had to take one of these, you'd take Ozzy for the rest of the season? I'd take Ozzy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. For the rest of the season, for sure. I think if I 
I would do, if I went in order, I would do Ozzy, Didi, Baez, Lowry. God, Baez, if he could continue this, but we've had a couple of years in a row of him not making the jump when he was supposed to. Yeah, I agree. We're This is interesting. I mean, this is a good time to start thinking about this because we're finally at the point where you have to, you can't just consider the entire season today. Yep. You might just consider the last 21 yeah. days. You finally have to like go in and actually tick oh, extra boxes. God, so so difficult. <laughs> okay, so you're, you're taking Ozzy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Who are you? I taking? think that's fair. I, I I was too. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um. I I mean, Didi, I'd take if if you have a if you had a hole at shortstop, I'd take him. That'd be awesome. But I I don't think that oh, he's sure. going to be out there sure. for the people that that are missing their shortstop. <laughs> Corey Seager. So this week on the pod, Eric is going to introduce our topic of the week, which is batting average. I kind of wish you hadn't stuck this tough one at this point in the season, but he's going to do an intro, and then I'm going to do a deep dive that's based on some of the stuff that I did last year with some key updates. So take it away, Eric. Now, this is a question that none of our teams are facing. So your team doesn't win average. (laughs) Both of us have gravitated towards strategies that target this stat more and more while we've been doing the pod. Um, Michael, what do you like about this category and targeting this category? Okay, what I like about the category is the same reason that we thought about the Bastardo strategy in the first place, which is that it's a a weakness to exploit in the sense that it's, it's it's a relatively... It's currently a relatively unpopular strategy to try and attack average. Right. Everyone can cook. Everyone can win average. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think, you know, we've seen, we saw the the market correction to go for home runs. Mm. Like people have, have realized, and, and home runs are extremely valuable, and we will talk about that because they, they help you in two other categories at the same time. Um, average is sort of out there in its own world. Right. And this is... A- Everyone, as I was saying, everyone can cook, everyone can win average, but that doesn't mean that you can win any other stat if you win average. Like you can, you can. That's very true. Pick people out of the dumpster who are going to win you average every single week, and who are not going to help you enough in the other other stats. I mean, this is reminding me of our second base for a shortstop um, talk, and <laughs> just how far behind you'd be if you just had a team of second basemen or shortstops. Before we go too far, let's show them how our sausage is made and remind folks that when we talk about winning average, we aren't talking about winning average. We're talking about accruing hits. Now, first off, am I mischaracterizing that for you? No. Nope. This is, this is exactly how we've, we've built this out and considered, considered this before. And, and I think that's really interesting because that was a, a big innovation for us. It was just a simplification that just needed to be made. I think that uh, it's really easy to see players that are, it's like, oh my God, that guy's hitting 289? Jeez, like, why isn't anybody owning him? And then all of a sudden you're like, oh yeah, it's because July and he's, doesn't have any hits over the season and sure enough quickly as all get out he's gonna fall behind that's right hits are are what you need i mean this is a ratio stat so that's one of the things that i wanted to point out here is you know ratio stats 
act differently than the counting stats. And by focusing on the uh, numerator, we just simplify the equation really fast. You have to bring up Yule Simpson because batting average is like the example for Yule Simpson, which is the Yule Simpson paradox is that um, in an average situation like this, you could um, you could have a higher average in every single year. And like, let's just say um, it's like, who do you, who, let, let's just say that it's um, Altuve three years in a row could have a higher average than Joey Votto, but over that period could still have a lower average than Joey Votto. That's true. And that's just the way that, that's just the way that averages when combined work. And this is a paradox that you're dealing with every single week. Isn't that When you think about the, like how, how much you're contending with here statistically, win batting average it's it's astounding that we go after this category because it's like the hardest of the hitting categories to win like i i just threw up a 300 on a guy last week and he was flirting with 300 the entire week and probably thought in any other week i'm gonna win this stat yeah yep we think that yeah the number of times that i've thought that that i thought that last year on my batting average yeah so many times (laughs) All right, so when I jumped into the conversation about stolen bases, I harped on the fact that a lot of oddballs were running ahead of the pack. Well, with a few more weeks and a more stable stat, we've got only slightly more logical top 10 in hits. You're just mad because two of my players are on this list. (laughs) Three. Three of your players. We've got Jose Altuve, Manny Machado, Mike Moustakis, Ozzy Albi, now one of your players, sort of. Jean Segura, always eternally your player. Estrubal Cabrera, D. Gordon, Scooter Jeanette, Marcus Semien, and Nicholas Castellanos. Those are between Ozzy. Um, no, you know, I don't think that he's necessarily going to be a top 10 um batting average guy for his whole career, but hey, coming up, coming up hot. Um, Estrubal Cabrera, back in the day, he was, he's always been a high average guy, right? So this year is yeah. just a little yes. bit higher than, yes. than normal. I mean, the reason I picked up Estrubal Cabrera is because he's got a good team around him. Like it was like pretty simple. You look around, you're like, oh, this was a guy who used to be really yeah. good. Oh, you've also surrounded him with a better team. Yeah. Okay, no, he, give him a shot. He's in a good situation. I don't know. I, I mean, this does seem like a somewhat logical um, top 10, though we're definitely missing some names like Joey Votto that we'd expect to see. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm not sure that I'd actually expect to see Joey Votto. I think the um, the thing that I would characterize as the most normal about this is that they're all top of the batting. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. So I, th- I, think we, I think we're seeing... On some level, the batting order, the batting order affects immediately, um, and then you're seeing those guys realize some of their value. It's pretty shocking to me that both Segura and D. Gordon are on this list, same team. I don't predict that they can both stay no, on. No, but that would be amazing, and for them to not I mean, be a like top team. Well, the Mariners are hot right now. They are hot right now. All right, so here's some summary stats from 2017. Number one, the max hits, 213. 
decent 200 hits. I mean, that's that's the number, right? Median hits was 55 over the whole population. Whoa! And this was anyone who got a, oh. a plate appearance. <laughs> okay. Everyone right, who got right. a plate appearance. Wait, but if it... <laughs> the median of the top 200 players... Um, the top 200 was 133.5 hits. So, okay. Yeah. You know. 133.5. So, okay. Out of 520, let's say. Yeah. That's... Um, at bats, it's, you know, somewhere around 250. That makes total sense. Yeah. That's exactly where I was going to go with that. Interesting. Head to head, I did the head, uh, hits to ownership correlation coefficient analysis. 0.732. So this is coming on a more predictive stat. This is a whole population. More predictive. Makes makes a little bit more sense, though, right? I'm excited to see what this looks like for the other hitting stats in the sense that I could see hits being the second most correlated. Home runs. Home runs being the only one that, that leads it. Well, we will find that out. Soon enough. Well, I guess, well, stolen bases would be confusing because of the small number statistics yeah, I nature. <laughs> I mean, everybody who gets a stolen base is going to be <laughs> At some point in time. Unfortunately, it's probably not when they're getting, like, proving those stolen bases. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's sort of where I was, was kind of going with this. Um, <laughs> the key takeaway, I think, is really what we're getting at, which is that we we said really really early on um you can win batting average you can be really competitive in batting average by just focusing on the guys who are going to get you hits but that may be mm-hmm. detrimental to your other uh hitting categories and so you need I to agree. figure out what the balance is to try to maximize your chance of winning this category when it's one that's rife with difficulties in winning. You will Simpson, um, you know, multiple players, etc. So what am I saying? Like, I don't know. Get buckets. This game <laughs> is always about getting buckets. Happy May. Hope everyone's fantasy leagues are turning out well. Reach out to us and let us know how things are going. Here's an outtake. Oh, I was going to say that this is sort of like with the scraping tools and stuff, it's, this is sort of like Westworld in that you just kind of, you start building small and then you just make it better and better and better and better and better and better and better. And then it just, all of a sudden you're fucking robots. However you want to take that. I mean, <laughs> which, what, rebalance the inflection. Think about where the buddy. inflection is and then tilt it 180 degrees. <laughs> None of that's making it. So I actually apparently was feeling pretty high production value pretty much exactly one year ago. I wrote two entire articles about calculating batting average. Like it was the only thing I did. Obviously, I was passionate. And then I developed a, mo- a model where I would try and predict what some of the factors that were behind players doing well in fantasy batting average. Um, do you remember me blathering oh, about this? Oh, absolutely. This is why I said... I. <laughs> Send an email which was like, so this was kind of like your baby last year. Do you, do you want to lead this conversation? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So 
interesting things though <laughs> the amount of effort that i put into this must have been really insane because the the scraping tools when i went back to them were so i know cool. isn't it isn't it amazing just going back and seeing how far we've come on that that side like wow this i didn't understand anything so the scraping tools have, have improved drastically i made a little scraping package now to <laughs> to get all of the things that i need from fan graphs i uh, i finally joined oh nice way, as a side note. so good of you shout out to fan graphs i mean i like slam their servers for multiple hours a day now so it makes sense i guess felt right <laughs> it's nice now because the case studies that i was forced to do last year are now dwarfed simply by sample size which itself is bad because now i have no idea what to do with it uh, yeah. so i'm like westworld season two right now i've blown it out way too much so the primary innovation though is that i have a much more efficient way to scrape daily statistics yep. logs so i have a much more efficient way to scrape scrape games which incidentally also makes the growth chart calculation even more well, tractable are we it's getting coming. ready we getting back we into gotta it, get maybe? back into it um and then little frowny face here i can't figure out how to scrape statcast <sighs> and no one else on the internet appears to know how to do it i'm getting closer i'm close i'm close but there's a mixture of javascript and just very complex html on the website running the queries which website are you going through uh the only the only outward facing is um is baseball, is baseball spot. spot okay uh which is which is a really slick interface but it's a very bad selenium. interface it's going to be a selenium yeah because yeah. you because you can't because the html loads with hidden elements which it feels like there could be a reason for that uh is do you think it's because they don't want a bunch of nerds just scraping it <laughs> bingo bango uh anyway i'm gonna i'm still working on that we're we're getting closer we're getting closer uh so but let me let me actually do the quick hits from last year here eric talked about the numerator in the first half i'm pretty interested in the denominator which is definitely the more boring half of the equation uh couple interesting things here <laughs> looked at the team totals so one of the things that i looked at was looking by team at how many plate appearances versus at bats uh -huh. they got and what that meant for for average uh interestingly 2017 versus 2016 the distributions are almost identical the teams in it oh well the distribution yeah very nope. similar the the teams the teams have, have shuffled, shuffled around Except for the Padres. The Padres are still the worst. Which is weird, because they have a much better team this year than they did last year. But their batting average is still atrocious. Yeah. yeah. Like, ah, their batting average is so bad. Um, lots here to do with, in general, in 2017, if you maximized plate appearances and at-bats, you were doing better in average which was not actually mm -hmm. true in 2016. If you look at if you look at the distribution, um, it wasn't as correlated. So last year you had the the Yankees, the Red Sox, and the Cubs leading the way in number of plate appearances, with the Astros pretty much pretty much up there as well. Which makes a lot of yep, sense. Absolutely, those were the good teams last year. Uh, and and but they they didn't necessarily have the the strongest batting average. They were, they were doing pretty well. Wow, look at the Orioles. Look at how many at-bats they have. I know. 
I know. But they don't. But look at how many pedicures they have, which tells you they do yeah. not walk. So I love looking at the comparison between the two, because <laughs> it does tell you a bunch. Like, I so I also think it it's all walks because we we looked at this last year and I'll mention this in a minute again, but. I was like, "Ooh, maybe it's sacrifices. Like maybe they're really trying to 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 game the system." Like, no, no it's, it's not. It's never sacrifices. They have no walks. The answer is never is never <laughs> sacrifices. Okay, all right. Um, other interesting curves that are identical between 2016, which was the year, which was the the um, year of stats that I used to do the analysis last time mm-hmm. around. Um, look at this. Look at this distribution of average in the league. Like in the MLB, they're almost the exact same. Yeah, that's crazy. the The average and the average was identical between the two years. Two sixty six is batting average, average, uh, but the volatility was much higher in twenty sixteen versus twenty seventeen. Yeah, that is crazy. So that's just the that's just like normal now. Yeah, that's just normal. It's just what it is. Um, and you know that ringing bell that you're hearing off in the distance after I said volatility means it's Monte Carlo oh, time, he's... as always, as always. I uh, I dusted off those Monte Carlo things, which was a lot of fun. And so, what what are the top line results? It turns out that uh, <laughs> this is what Eric was talking about: the distribution of batting average that you can expect for a given player in a week is incredibly broad. Mm-hmm. Is just incredibly broad. It's not unreasonable to expect anywhere. So I the if you remember last year the guys that I checked out were Adrian Beltre, DJ LeMayhew, Jose Altuve, and Mike Trout, um, just to sort of see what was going on. All four of them, it's totally acceptable for them to be between one fifty and five hundred wow. week. Wow, yeah, like that's that's the norm for them is anywhere between those. And that it's crazy, and that tells you that that really tells you that uh, from week to week. This is a hard category to win because their means are great. They had fantastic, like the means sat exactly where you expect them to. They were their integrated season numbers. So Jose Altuve is, you know, well above 300. Usually LeMahieu is above 300. But it's not weird for them to have weeks where they hit sub 200. Yeah. By and large, everything that you inferred from previous years, you don't have to change your canonical wisdom. You are still good to go. That's good. So you're about ready to wrap this sucker up? Yeah. Tell me about TGFBI. How's the team doing? We are right in the middle of the distribution in our league. So we're hey. sitting at 8th in League 8. Um, that's pff, boring. We're actually in 78th in the overall. Remember that there's, there's well, prizes, but bragging rights is more is what we're after. Um, for yeah. winning our league <laughs> and winning the overall. In some ways, we're like actually doing better on the overall than we are in our actual league. Well, this is a lot. We're not embarrassing ourselves. We are not embarrassing ourselves yet. It turns out Will Myers is a horrible pickup. <sighs> I, I know. I, that really that's really really frustrating losing him for the second did time. i not tell you multiple times that him playing in the field freaked me out i was so excited for him to get outfield eligibility but you were right it freaked me out before the season and Need there to be it is playing first Need to be playing first Unbelievable. Yeah, no, it's so it's so frustrating that he's hurt again because that really hurts the team because that's 
yeah, our offense is not not doing good right now. I think that we have a real we have a lot of regression to the mean um, in our team though because we have a lot of old guys who are not doing anything yet. So we there's some slack in there. And then I think that our pitching, um, if we can just get a couple more wins, I think our pitching is actually really really good. All right, you want to chat about the NBA playoffs for a little little tiny bit? I do. Um, I got that so, LeBron prediction correct. You did, and I got that Jazz yeah. prediction. Uh, things are heating up in Massachusetts, let's just oh. say. The fever pitch has been reached. The, the first round ended, and everyone's just like, we got this. We are going all the way. NBA Finals, like, slow your rolls, everybody out here. It's just great because it is the Wild West in the East. <laughs> I mean, none of these I know. none of these teams should should be where they are. <laughs> so I I want to ask you as a Celtics fan, do you want to face the like? Let's say that you win this. Like, I think that's a big if. You're not even you're not favored against the 76ers. Cleveland. But I, I think I think I Celtics. Cleveland. You want bring Cleveland? Him, bring them on. I think that about brings us to the review session. Jurassic Park. What did you think? I felt like I was watching Westworld. <laughs> <laughs> like, like this plot feels sort of familiar. Like, there's definitely stuff going on here. And this was a very Crichton week, wasn't it? It was a very, very Crichton, Crichton podcast. Week. Um, yeah, I, I had to, I, I had to ask the lady after watching this, like, which one do you think is more unbelievable? Which one of his theme park? Which one yeah. of his theme parks is more unbelievable? Which one do you think is more unbelievable? You know, it's really interesting because up until maybe a year ago, I I would have been like, Westworld is totally unbelievable. Like if you had presented that idea to me ten years ago. Uh huh. But now I don't know. Now your tents are flowing, and <laughs> uh, yeah, we're just we're just everywhere. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Jurassic Park watching it made me I I think I had my like every time I've watched Jurassic Park I had my I have my original watching experience again <laughs> and I watched Jurassic Park at just like the perfect time to just be blown away by absolutely everything in the I movie. I know I I sort of thought about that as well just like going back to it I'm like starting the movie I'm already like tense like my adrenaline is going it's like <laughs> oh my god this how do we save this guy from this raptor? I, like, automatically, I'm just, like, in there, just, like... And then you have that for the whole rest of the movie. But everything... and it, <laughs> So, this might have been... I'm not positive, but this might have been my favorite movie that we've watched Ooh, so far. Ooh, there you go. Because all of a sudden, Samuel L. Jackson goes, Hold on to your butts. And Hold like, on to yes. your butts. <laughs> All these lines, yes. I had totally forgotten. I don't know why I thought about these independently, but the Laura Dern run. I had forgot when I watched it in the new, the new yes. one. I had forgotten that those were, but I knew them both independently. I don't know. It doesn't even make sense. That movie is so great. And as I said to you, like, how oh, do you make good. a blockbuster with zero actors with sex appeal? 
There, none. None actors on screen with sex appeal. Great storyline. <laughs> That's it. It has to be. <laughs> Uh, That's a good movie. What are we doing next week? Proposal. Harry Potter 6. I'm in. It's good. I'm in. I'm in. All right, time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Fantasy Tools, Find the Z. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow us. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, mind the Z. All I've got left is, worst of luck to you, buddy. Worst of luck to you, too. Yeah!